This is E-Retailer Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Now the host of E-Retailer Conversations with Principal of Profits Plus Solutions, here's your host, Tom Shea, and co-host, Bill Kendi. And with that, we say good evening and welcome to everyone. This is another edition of E-Retailer Conversations from Profits Plus. It is Thursday, August 17th, 2017. And while we are enjoying visiting together, unfortunately, our co-host, Bill Kendi, is not with us and is going to be out for multiple months. Bill had some surgery in not too terribly long ago, and it's a, a very long recovery period for Bill, and uh, it's, uh, well, it, regar- it, re- it involves his speaking. You know, here's a person who's been an on-air radio personality and speaks at conferences and trade shows, and the issue is talking. Oh, my gosh, talk about handicapping a person. It's the wrong, it's the wrong illness for the wrong person. But we will carry on without him. Uh, Let me take care of the necessary information to start the program. Tonight's program, as all of them are over the years, has been recorded. Uh, It's recorded and put up on the Profits Plus website, which is ProfitsPlus.org. We do so in an MP3 format for those who have iPods or other similar devices. And we have it as a click and listen link on the website as well. That will occur somewhere later tonight as Bruce Giroux, our information stud. Uh, we can no longer call him an, a, a techno geek. We have to call him the information stud. Uh, we'll be doing the necessary massagings of the raw tape, putting it together in the right format so that everyone can take and listen to it. And, of course, we have this playing live on the Internet as well. During the course of the evening, we will monitor our email addresses. We will, so if you have questions, that is, we're conversing with our guest, you think of something you want to talk about, by all means, throw it our way, and we will add it to our list of questions for our, our guest. And then at the same time, we are going to watch Facebook. So if you want to connect either through Profits Plus or to Tom Shea and want to send a question that way, well, we'll take care of that for you as well. We'll be glad to get you involved with it. All right, so that being said, um, special guest tonight. I mean, yes, I know all folks are special, but these folks are kind of really special. For one, I mean, you're getting twice the value here because we have two guests, and we've only done that a once, I think, in the history of the eight or nine years that we've had this show. But we have two guests who are joining us. They come to us from Seattle. And these are very special people. I think all of you as an audience know that I have been a retailer all my life. My family goes back to the 1920s. So I've been at more than my fair share of trade shows and conferences. And over the years, there have been some really awesome people who come along as as speakers. Uh, The one that we all know tonight and we had discussed a couple of days ago uh, was George Whalen, truly a man who was a a legend and wrote some awesome books and was very highly thought of and frequently quoted in lots of media for his insights as to what's going on in the world of retail. As I mentioned, George is no longer with us. 
So some of us who've been around for many, many years, well, we're getting to be fewer and fewer. But these two awesome people we're glad to have tonight are those who have uh, got a lot of experience and an awful lot of knowledge under their belt. Um, so, uh, and, and you have heard them. If, if you're like me, a retailer for a long time, you've heard these people uh, at many conferences and show. And, well, to that point, before I tell you who we've got, let me play the little song ditty that we picked out to host them tonight. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again is making music with my friends and I can't wait to get on the road again so they travel they, they travel a lot and as we were conversing before show um, they're not enjoying that as much but but they provide such a much more valuable service because for one they've got this most awesome website uh, that is just packed packed full of lots of information so let me introduce them tell you who we got special friends from Seattle co-founders of the Retail Owner Institute, Pat Johnson, Dick Outcalt. Right, friends? You're there? We are. We are. We are, Tom Shea. You're a great friend. Thank you very much for the introduction, and we're honored to be on your show. Thanks very much. Well, well, y'all go back. Uh, I mean, I don't say this from an age factor, but for as retail has people who come and go, you two have got a lot of experience under your individual and collective belts. Well, correct? That, 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 that's correct. And, and uh, as you know, Tom, we work as a team. Very, very unusual. We decided to do that. Uh, Pat had her own consulting practice for many years, helping owners. And I had my consulting practice helping owners. And we put we, we we knew each other when we put the two together, and concentrate only in the retail business, retail industry, all over the world, and our specialty is the owners and owner issues, because owners have special issues in retailing, and we have dedicated our careers to helping them out. And one of the things we did, Tom, when we put together our two respective practices, is we, we kind of combined a focus on two things that weren't widely used by retailers. First of all, from a financial perspective, our focus is on the balance sheet, not the P&L, not the operating things. And, and P&L is where most retailers live. Because of our focus with the owners, we were focusing on the balance sheet because that's where the assets are and the debt and the net worth or equity, and that's what matters to the owners. The other thing that we brought to it, while retailers have known a great deal about how to sell, we brought a strategic marketing perspective to this practice. So we were coming at a retail business from, uh, you know, kind of the, the big picture perspective, the strategic perspective of the strategic financial and the strategic marketing and blending those two things. And it's, it's very powerful. And we, we merged those and, and early on, 30, well, quite but 25 years ago, 
the National Retail Federation and the, and the National Shoe Retailers and the Hardware Association and the Sporting Goods. We were very unique when we were speaking and merging those two disciplines all within one hour or an hour and a half using some whiteboards. And that led because we, we just couldn't keep up. We were, it, it was fabulous during the 90s and, and the aughts. But we want to, you know, one of the things to clarify is, of course, you know, we're, we're married but not to each other, and so we had our respective families and right. <laughs> trying to juggle all the travel and all the work and our families, and so that's that has driven part of it. And, and you've touched on the website, the Retail Owners Institute, www. No, at retailowner.com. Oh, you dropped the www. We have to not, it, it's because of the the uh, HTTPS thing, you can't use the www, it's, it's a bizarre thing. Anyway, retailowner.com. Dot com. And we put all of our speaking and our workshops and seminars, we started putting it up on a website. And it has grown and grown and grown and grown for the last... Because that's a self-help, that's a self-help website. As Tom, Tom, one of our convictions is that there are a lot of ways to succeed in retailing. And there are a lot of ways to get help in how to succeed in retailing. But you have to have a competitive edge. There's a lot of ways to get a competitive edge. You can have the lowest prices. You can have different products. You can have special products. You can have great locations. That is your competitive edge. You can have a wonderful staff and very knowledgeable staff. There's a lot of ways to have a competitive edge and to succeed in retailing. But there's only one reason why retailers fail, and that's financial. So yeah. our focus that's right. at... That's exactly it. If you, if you, you can be all kinds of wonderful, but uh, if you aren't able to master the financial aspect... Uh, right, because the, the, the people who, who quote-unquote fail financially, they still have stores, they still have a great staff, they still have loyal customers, but they couldn't make it all work financially. So that's why we build the ROI, as we call it, the Retail Owners Institute. It's a self-help site. It's all online. People go there. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a busy site, like at 2 o'clock in the morning when people can't sleep. When they're worried. <laughs> when they're worried. They're worried about financial. How do I pay my people in the morning? Yep. Those kind of questions. That, that happens. I, I remember going to a, a conference in um, Mississippi many years ago, and it was on a Tuesday, and as I got to visit with this husband and wife, their concern was, while they're there ordering merchandise for the coming spring season, is talking to their store each day to find out what are the deposits because they wrote out paychecks for people before they left. And the concern is, will the money be in the checking account when someone at the store hands out those paychecks on Friday? And I look at that and think, how can you possibly, con I mean, kudos if you can do it. How can you possibly concentrate on this ordering that you need to do when you're sweating what's going to happen in 72 hours? 
Oh, that's a great story, and, and that is an example of 75 to 85% of the people either contacting us for help or using the Retail Owners Institute. It's a, they, 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 nobody wants to go to a doctor's office unless they have to. Nobody really wants to go to the Retail Owners Institute. It's not all that fun, but they sure come away empowered, and they come away empowered that I can do it. I can straighten this out. I can figure out the cash flow, or I can read my balance sheet, or I can improve my P&L. Or now I understand why the fact that I have a profit doesn't make any difference and why I can't pay my bills on time. Right. Well, yeah. That profits and cash are two different things. And yeah. nobody's cousins ever, at best. That, that, nobody's ever taught them these things. You and, don't have to know this stuff to open a store or to even open five of them. You don't have to know this stuff. It's, it's like there's, there's no test to pass to open a retail store. There's no test to pass to have kids, right? It's the same idea. Same idea. So we built this to be of help, and we're helping retailers all over the world. So let's talk about some about the, the website from the, from the standpoint of I, I want to first throw in this bit that it's not a website. You've got a bunch of websites up there. I mean, you, you've got multiple facets to what you do. So let me ask you to take two or three minutes, and, and we need to take a pause. We'll come back to it. So, you know, how many different how many different websites do you have up there anyway? But they all have different focuses to them too. Well, yeah, that, 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 there's that's that too. Right. right. Now, Pat will answer the question differently than I will, <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you that there are three main sites. The original one, retailowner.com, the Retail Owners Institute. It's huge. A great deal of it is free. You can be a member, and all of it is available to you for $29.95. Well, I'm not doing, a, not doing a commercial. I'm just saying. No, but it, you're, you're telling what, what it is. Go ahead, by all means. Right. All right. And for very little money, $29.95 a month, you can have access to all the calculators, courses, 28 webinars that are up there stored, all sorts of articles, 45 different how-to. It's loaded, okay? It's so loaded that we know that there are two reasons, two other, two main reasons people come to that site. One, because inventory they have questions about it, or somebody's telling them, I'll do a service for you to manage your inventory. And we've always wanted that people shouldn't be ripped off to having a service to manage their inventory. So one of the sub-sites stands on its own. is called the Open to Buy Center. Open to Buy being the slang word for inventory budgeting and the Open Device Center has lead, teaches to two calculators. But that's essentially a subset of the ROI. There's all of the content on the Open Device Center is also on the ROI site. It's just that the only thing on the Open Device Center is focused entirely on 
managing and controlling inventory. And we had no idea it'd be as popular as it is. The second one we did similarly is people want to improve profits, obviously. And that's profits. on a on a website that's called smallbizretailer.com. And that's all about profits, 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 which is what retailers care about as well. The other thing to understand about the calculators that we refer to, these are online. You just use them online, uh, and they're all for projecting. This is not for accounting. This is not for bookkeeping. This is not for trying to sync up with your POS system or your accounting pack, and none of that. This is all just a way to be able to play what if. You know, we, we, as we say, the best way to have profits in your business is to know whether or not you're going to have a loss. <laughs> and so that you can avoid it. So you can put a few numbers in. Nobody, you can't break them. They're all online. Yeah. And, and anybody can quickly learn how to use them. Because they only require you to put in the numbers that you already know. You have an idea of what your sales are going to be each month. You have an idea of margins. If you're looking at the open to buy, you have an idea of turns. Well, that's all you put in, and all of a sudden you get a complete buying plan, month by month. And if you don't like it, it's damn, it's good, awful good you did it ahead of time. You go back, well, you can go back to set, change it, and it may save your business. You may save your business right there. And you can also use it yep. just to monitor what's going on in terms of, okay, what's my targeted ending inventory each month, and how are we doing so far? And can I pay for it? Anyway, that's what that's what that's what we have there, Tom. No, and it, it's important stuff because from what we teach here at Profits Plus, I love people in, in independent in the small business world from the standpoint of we are so passionate about what we sell. We, I mean, which is truly our our strong point. We are right. passionate about what we sell. We're not the person who last week I worked in sporting goods. And this week I'm working in this area, and next week I'll work in that one. It's people who this is I do this because I love it. I, you know, it's like I never go to things like the the pet trade shows and find a person who owns a pet store who doesn't have a bunch of pets on their own who doesn't love pets. Right. But the right. person who's working at one of the chain store pet stores, yeah, they're just kind of hey, there's a sign in the window that says help wanted, and I want and I wanted that one. And as long as I I'm not allergic to cats or dogs, then I'm okay with working in this place. Exactly. You know yeah. the the challenge that I believe we see with people out there is having the passion to be a retailer. Nothing wrong with being in love with just being a retailer for the fun of it. You know, the idea, I like seeing a healthy balance sheet. I like seeing what I can do to increase margins. I like seeing what I can do that with my employees, I don't have the same turnover that my friends have in their business over and over of losing people. Uh, I've built a staff. My staff stays with me. Uh, I, I have a business that... I can take a vacation and my store runs just fine without me. Or perhaps also I have a business that I don't have to put 65 hours a week into the store. I can go in and I can work, you know, not the straight 40 hours, but the idea of saying they've got a team that works together. And that is good passion. That's good passion. 
So, folks, what we're talking about tonight and what we're doing is uh, our guests are Pat Johnson and Dick Outcall. Now, these folks have been around for bunches and bunches of years. Uh, I would encourage everyone, you do want to go up and look at retailowner.com. Look around at their site. Uh, see all the neat things that they have. And most definitely, you want to be sure while you're there that you're going to drop in your name, your email address, because you're going to want the stuff that, that comes. Uh, we'll talk about that after we take this short break. Uh, let me give contact information. It's... Um, Retailowner.com, Pat Johnson, Dick Outcalt. Uh Phone is 206-623-3973. Or you want to send them an email, just send an email to OJ, like Outcalt Johnson, just OJ at Retailowner.com. That's how that works. And with that being said, let's take our uh, first quick break of the evening. This is E-Retailer Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. So E-Retailer Conversation in about our ninth year here. Tonight has um, a double bonus in that we have Outcalt and Johnson who are truly the, uh, the Zen masters that people want to talk to when it comes to aspects a business, and we start with a, a balance sheet. Uh, and as Pat had earlier made the mention about concentrating on the balance sheet, you know, I would liken the balance sheet to a doctor looks at a person, and the first thing they do is see if there's a pulse. And I would say, you know, that balance sheet is indicative of your your pulse. That's saying. How healthy is this patient? Ooh, we got a weak pulse. Ooh, we've got a crappy balance sheet. I mean, it's a, it's a too small a number, or it's even a negative number at this point in time. Uh, that's a weak. That's a bad pulse. And then when I go, ooh, I've got a good strong pulse. I've got a good strong balance sheet here. That's the kind of things that we are are looking for in a business, and it's an important document that uh, if a person's going to borrow money. Uh, I did hear someone at a, a trade show uh, in Las Vegas a couple of years ago, uh, and this guy was not like Pat and Dick, who got the actual experience. This person came in, and for whatever reason, this association brought the speaker who he had a, let's see, a doctorate in law, a CPA, and a doctorate in economics. <laughs> and his comment to the effect was, balance sheet. The initials for balance sheet is BS. And that's what the balance sheet is. It's a bunch of BS. It's an absolute worthless document. Now, Pat, if you had been sitting there... <laughs> <laughs> she would have come unglued. Exactly. So, exactly. Tom, I, I'll jump in to tell you that anybody can look at a balance sheet and, and in 12 seconds or less, this is their own balance sheet, or you can go to a IBM's balance sheet on the web, and you can do a debt-to-worth ratio. Total debt divided by the equity, it should be no higher than two to one, two mu twice as much debt as equity. If it's higher than that, the business is sick. If it's lower than that, the business is fairly strong. Anybody can do that in 12 seconds or less. The second thing they and can that, do... And that measures the financial strength 
of the business. Financial that strength. Debt to worth ratio is the key indicator of the financial strength of the business. And the other one, same way, is called the current ratio. You take the, look at the balance sheet. Take all the total current assets, cash plus inventory, add that up. ARs if they have them. ARs if you have them. And divide by the total current debt, the amount of debt you owe within one year. That ratio should be about two to one, twice as much current assets as current debt. If you have two to one current ratio, you have you, your cash flow is pretty darn good, and, and any if you don't have that, and any vendor should ship you. In the minute you say I have a two to one current ratio, every vendor would ship you. If you have less than a two to one, like one and a half to one, one and a quarter to one, ah, that's when vendors say, hold it, wait a minute, I'm going to put them on credit hold. And there's no retailer in the world that should ever go talk to a vendor without knowing their own current ratio. And there is no retailer in the world who should lose sleep tonight or any night if they have a debt-to-worth ratio lower than 2 to 1. If they have a debt-to-worth ratio lower than 2 to 1, one, we, to one, is one to one is wonderful. Right. And we teach it in that kind of, everybody will get it. We teach it that way on the Retail Owners Institute. And we also, at the Retail Owners Institute site, we have what we call benchmark numbers from 55 different retail segments. As you know, there's no general retailer out there. <laughs> And there's no sergeant retailer or corporal retailer either. There's everybody is there. They're either a shoe retailer or they're a hardware or they're a pet store or they're a bookstore or they're a clothing store. You know, every there are all these 55 different specific retail segments that have been identified by the North American Industrial Classification System. I and mean, we don't make this stuff up. I mean, you know, this is this is how it's been defined by these governmental agencies that are collecting data. Now what we show on the ROI site are the benchmark numbers for some of these key ratios that Dick was just describing. For 55 different types of retailers. And we show them for the, the last five years for each retail segment. And we show it in a chart form, a picture. So you can get an idea of, for instance, is the debt to worth ratio of retailers like whatever segment you're in, hardware store retailers, say, or pet store retailers, what's the trend of the debt-to-worth ratio? If it's going down, they're getting stronger. They're getting stronger. That's a good sign. That's as a good trend. As an industry. So you can compare your own trends to the industry as a whole, and it's very empowering to get that kind of perspective because, frankly, we talk to a lot of retailers who are stronger financially than they even appreciate. <laughs> and because for they, them to get some perspective on how I measure up, how my store measures up to other stores like mine, we have, we have the debt-to-worth ratio, the current ratio, we have the profit margin, 
We have inventory turns. You can see whether those are going up or down. We have GMROI, which we calculate and show the trend on that. And it's all free. It's all free. It's all up there by all these individual retail segments. It's powerful stuff. You want to know Knowledge why? is power. Right. Right. When we look at this stuff, you know, there's another part, though, as we talk about these two ratios that, that you have outlined for people. There's another place where they show up I, I, that my experience has been many retailers uh, are not aware of, and that is when a retailer goes to borrow money, you sign a document that's somewhere between 30 and 50 pages long. Now, the, the essence of the loan only takes a page or two. I'm going to borrow X amount of dollars, and this is going to be your interest rate, and this is how much I've got to pay you back every month or whatever that particular condition may be. But the other, shall we say, 28 to 48 pages are what are referred to as loan covenants. Right. And inside that 48 pages, there's usually these two that they've outlined, and there can be a bunch more. And right. the short of it in the covenant and a loan is telling you this is the set of guidelines by which you will operate your business as long as you owe somebody, that somebody the money. And if by chance you get outside, so you know, let's use their example. Let's say they tell you that your current ratio has to be 1.5 to 1. Now, what current ratio means, I'll throw my definition in, it says what are the chances that you're going to be able to pay your bills in the next 12 months? Right. Exactly. Here's what you've got to pay in the next month and here's what you're in the next year and here's what you think is coming in. So if that gets down to 1.1, we're looking kind of dicey as to whether or not you're going to be with us in 12 months. But if that loan says in the covenants that it has to be 1.5 to 1 or higher and you get underneath it, there's generally a letter and a phone call that comes from the banker. And you get one of three things that happens. Number one, that great interest rate that you negotiated for just went away. You might have gotten a loan at 5% and now it's at 8 or 9%. Right. right. Can they do that? Absolutely. Uh, you may find it that you had it to where you were paying interest only up to a point, and now it's like, you know what, now we want interest and we want principal because you are a higher risk than you were when you started this. Or the third option out there is like, hi, remember that loan that you had? We say that in the past tense because here's your notice. Uh, you've got this many days, and it may be 60, it may be 90. We want our money out in its entirety. And you say... Uh, gee, it's all in inventory. I bought it. I put it all into inventory, or I put, you know, I needed the loan to put a new roof on the building. Uh, then what's going to happen is that bank's going to say, "We want our money, and if you can't produce it, we're going to take your store, right? And we're going to auction it off." And you go, "Can they do that?" And I go, "Yeah, that's what the thirty pages are." And if and the store, go, well, I never knew cover, that. And the store doesn't cover the loan, they take your house because you personally guaranteed the loan. Yeah. So that's kind of the ugly one. So anyway, we're at the bottom of the hour, and let me tell you, it's a conversation we're having tonight, and you know, this is what you get when you find three people who are all passionate about small business retailing, and three of us who all respect the aspect of numbers to your business, and all three of us continually saying to you, this is very important stuff. Love that you love your business. But you've got to learn to love this stuff. So uh, when we started the program, 
the song that uh, Pat and Dick picked out was uh, <laughs> Willie Nelson singing On the Road Again. And I thought, yeah. okay, there's another song. And this is the other end, because uh, Pat and Dick, for many, many years, spent, shall we say, most of your life in an airport? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yep. Uh, and but you were smarter than me in that you quit doing all that extensive traveling when the airlines started getting a little crazy. But from the standpoint of traveling, let me throw this song at you. Another summer day has come and gone away In Paris and Rome, but I want to go home mm-hmm. Maybe surrounded by a million people I still feel all alone I want to go home Oh, I miss you Baby, how are you? I would sing them, but I know that it's just not enough. My words were cold and flat, and you deserve more than that. Another airplane, another sunny place. I'm lucky, I know, but I want to go home. Go home. Let me go home. I'm just too far from. Okay, so Blake Sheldon. Blake Sheldon's okay. great songs, Home. So, what do you get to think, right? Is that not a song we sing at some point in time at the airport? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, yep. I want to go back to the, the conversation we were just having because it was okay. pretty grim. It was pretty grim. We were talking <laughs> about, you know, they're going to come take your house, they're going to come take your store, you know, all, all these things that happen. Here's the, here's the other thing that happens. Our, one of our senses is the whole reason we want to teach people about the numbers is that, number one, they can control these things. There's a cause-effect, cause-effect relationship between the numbers and they are things that you can control. And when you know how the numbers work, that enables you to actually be empowered and not feel victim, excuse me, victimized by it. We had, a, we had a situation a number of years ago working with a client. This poor guy was sideways with his bank. We were sitting in a meeting. The bank was getting ready to pull the loan. They were going to you know, take his stores. It was a, it was a terrible situation. But we were able to say to the banker on behalf of our client, well, now hold it. You can see that Roger's debt-to-worth ratio is now blah, blah, and his current ratio is now blah, blah. And when you guys gave him the loan and approved it you know, six months ago, both of those things were worse. 
So he's actually managing the business better. He's stronger financially than when you gave him the loan. So that drop the, the banker said, you're right, and we will reestablish this loan. And he got up from the table and he shook our client's hand, and I think our client just about passed out. And you know who did that to the banker? Pat Johnson. Now, was, here's the point in what Pat said that's knowledge important. Knowledge is power. Knowledge she she made the comment that said you can control these numbers. Yep, that's right. What that means, that's though, to control them, when someone says current ratio, you either have to be able to spout off how that's calculated as quick as Dick did, or you better have a little notebook somewhere close by. <laughs> that you can thumb through and go, this is how it is, because if you see over a period of six months your current ratio dropping, you need to go, how's that calculated? What do I need to change in my business? And it will be something changed that you can do to the business, and if, as you make this change, this will take and get the ratio turning and going back in the right direction. So you, too, would have a story, just like Dick told about the person where they went in front of the banker and said, it's going in the right direction. And you would be in a spot to say, my numbers are going in the, in the right direction. Even and, and digging further, you have to be able to look at it from the perspective you say, well, my accountant prepares this profit and loss statement for it, prepares my balance sheet for me. All right. The rules of accounting have a degree of flexibility to them. Quick, quick, easy example. You own a vehicle in your business. You make deliveries. Say you're a dry cleaners, and you make delivery to your customers. You owe that bank money. Now, part, but only part, of the loan due to that bank is a current liability. And part of the loan that you owe to the bank is a long-term liability. There's always the possibility that your accountant, and I have seen many, and I'm sure Pat and Dick have seen many, situations where an accountant has miscategorized something. And you go, well, he's the accountant. He knows what they're doing. And I'm going to come back and say, some of them do, and some of them don't. But when you as the owner know that much about your business, you can take and step up and say to the accountant, let's take another look at this. I think we should discuss this because I don't think we've got this categorized correctly. You know, it's, exactly. it's, it's like going to the doctor. When you speak to your doctor and ask, why are you prescribing this medicine and what are we doing with this and all, you're making the doctor work hard to take care of you. You should do the same with your accountant. You know, what would it be like to have Pat and Dick in your corner taking care of stuff? You can be easily be a junior Pat, uh, uh, okay, doing what she did about the exam. You can be junior Pat right there just by noticing. And, and this is why I tell people, you know, hey, go back and look at their website. Hey, listen, uh, before we take this quick break and talk, and talk about who our guest is going to be for next month, um, let me throw out two words and ask the two of you to uh, expand on a little bit. Topical Tuesday. <laughs> oh, the webinars, Tom. Uh, uh, we, when we got a call 
people often said, say it to us, oh, I know you, you sound just like you do on the webinars. Well, we have, uh, we have 24 of them up there, and they are teach, 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 and full of tips, and they're very, very popular. And we call they're good. Them, I listen to them. Well, thank you, because thank you. Uh, so do an awful lot of people. They seem to really love them. And, uh, what they are, they're, they're, uh, they're webinars. People can go look at them on the, on the website. We have, a, you know, we have a, you know, like a slide deck that we go through, and we teach some of these basic issues that we're talking about. And very often, they'll lead into a demonstration of, okay, here's how you use one of the calculators to help answer these kind of questions. Because we always come back to how do you make, the, make these tools work for you? How do you empower yourself to manage the cause effect, cause effect, cause effect, and to use the calculators to see ahead to what the financial implications of a particular plan of action. For instance, if you're putting together a, a, you know, a pro forma P&L, profit and loss statement for the year, just kind of a budget for the year, right? Saying, okay, this is what we think sales are going to be and expenses and margins. If it comes out of loss, you're not good. You're going to stop in your tracks and say, hold it. I'm not going to work a whole year and have a loss. And now that's the value of the calculator. And why right would there. you why would you want to why would you want to have a plan that is going to end up in a loss, but it would also require you to get your people to act differently or make changes. You don't, it's hard to get people to make changes. So you want to be sure that whatever you're asking them to do, it's actually going to turn into a profit. And you know, before you go in and try to rally the staff to do things a different way. Okay. Well, I will tell folks that when I'm in the office and the email comes for Topical Tuesday, I always queue it up. Uh, I, I will because your, yours are 45 to 55 minutes long, from what I remember. Yes. Of those I yes. And I go, okay, I I think everybody would have a hard time to say, I'm going to lock myself in the office for 55 minutes and listen to this thing beginning to end all the way. And I get it in pieces, but it's it's there. And if I'm sitting down doing a little writing, I'm listening to parts of it, and I'm watching the message on the screen that you guys got. You know, and and to all of our listeners... It's it's free. All you have to do is just sign up to go and listen to it. it. It's a very worthwhile lesson, and as as much as I consider myself extremely versed in financials, it's even if you're in the same boat as I am, you like to hear it from someone who's got a little bit of a different take to it. They look at it a little different and go, hmm, interesting thought how they're looking at this, interesting ways to how they're, they're calculating with that. So uh, as, I, as we jump now to take and uh, talk about next month, uh, I'm going to tell you, go visit retailowner.com and uh, do sign up. You will enjoy Topical Tuesdays. And with that, we're going to talk right quick about next month's program. Jesus, what Our what? guest for next month is a repeat guest. And it's a special repeat guest because this is the person who had probably the highest ratings we have ever had on a show because he's got that kind of, a, of an important topic. And our guest 
for next month is Michael Kalsher, and Michael is from Castle Wealth Advisors in Indianapolis. Uh, and Castle Wealth Advisors is fancy for the guy who is going to help us understand several things about our business, such as evaluating and transition from one generation to another and making a sale. And all that is fancy for our guest. Michael, are you there? I am, Tom. Thank you. Well, so you had like awesome ratings the last time you were part of the program because you do bring such a very important topic about business. So uh, if you would give people a little few words about um, where we can go in this next chapter of our having you as a guest. Well, thanks, Tom. That's exactly right. I'm uh, excited to be back. I think we had uh, a great response the first time around, primarily because what we do uh, with Castle Wealth is talking to business owners about their business and valuing their business, not only trying to help them calculate a fair value for the business, but also giving them suggestions and ideas uh, about how to maximize that value and uh, and who might be able to uh, to buy your business in the future is that uh, the next generation is it a key manager is it uh, a friendly competitor uh, down the road or across town uh, there's there's a lot of hidden value in businesses uh, and we just help business owners uh, realize that value and put it in their pocket. And another part that we will definitely make a point to discuss is when a person is thinking that they are wanting to retire at some point in time, how far in advance do they need to begin planning for the day where they want to leave? It it can't be wake up on a Friday morning and say, Let's put an ad in the paper next week somewhere, or let's go call someone in the real estate business and say, put it up for sale tomorrow. It's, there's, there's some effort behind what they should be doing and what you can do for them, right? That's exactly right, Tom. I, I will tell you that if, um, if you wanted to sell your business uh, next week, uh, very difficult to get full value for it. Usually what people do is they wait too long to start planning that transition, to start working on improving the value. And they and I don't want to steal my thunder for next month, but uh, one of the things, they, they run out of gas. You know, I, I tell people you have to start on the transition, on the selling process while you still have gas in the tank. Uh, because if you are sick and tired and over your business, uh, and, and some people get to that level, which is, is uh, too bad, uh, you're not going to be able to sell it for top dollar. So you've got to be thinking, and when I say thinking ahead, I'm talking years, three years, four years, five years out, you need to start the process. Most of the clients we work with uh, are on so anywhere from a three to five to even a seven-year time frame that they're planning ahead. So for our visit next month, we could fairly well say, if you're in business now, and even if you just started business yesterday, this is an important topic that you want to be a part, even if it's going to be years and years down the line. You want to know how to keep score and how to maximize it. We want to tell somebody, or how to carefully make the transition, perhaps from 
a family member to another family member or even a person who says, I've got a great manager and I want to make arrangements that this person can now take over the business. We're, we're going to kind of cover all the bases, right? Exactly right. So there's a lot of things to talk about dollars and cents wise. Okay, How do you uh, increase that value? How, who's going to give you the most value? Uh, there's a whole slew of tax ramifications, especially depending on what state you live in, so we can talk a little bit about that. We can also talk about kind of the what they call the soft issues, the, uh, the psychological issues. Hey, I've got two kids in the business. Um, I'll just make them 50-50 owners, and they'll run it together. Uh, and uh, my experience has been there's, there's some landmines in that. So we'll try and cover a lot of those areas where you can set up that next generation for success instead of you know, putting together a really good plan for you and what may be a mess for the next person to, uh, to clean up uh, down the road sometime. So there's going to be an hour full of information. For everyone who's listening tonight, let me suggest you can go ahead and look at the website. It's castle, C-A-S-T-L-E, 3.com. You'll see Michael's picture there. Just scroll about and look at it. And with all this said, we know that there's going to be a lot of questions. So we're going to tell all of you tonight, send us your questions now that you want to have asked of Michael. We will make sure that they are put in front of him. And we always promise that the questions that we put in front of him are disguised so that uh, you're not showing your hand to anybody out there. Uh, with that, Michael, thank you for joining the program tonight. We'll look forward to having you next month because it will be another great one. Glad you can be with us. Great. Thanks, Tom. We'll see you next month. So that's where we're going next month. Let's take our last station break of the night, and we'll get back to our guest. This is the Profitable Business Network. So here on eRetailer Conversations, August 17, 2017, our special guest tonight, the co-founders of the Retail Owners Institute, website retailowner.com, Pat Johnson, Dick Outcalt, two of the greatest minds that you would want to have in your corner when you want to take and learn about financial understanding of your business and every kind of number that's a part of your business. Uh, let me tell you where to get a hold of these folks. Other than going to retailowner.com, uh, email oj at retailowner.com, oj like orange juice. Uh, phone is 206-623-3973. And when you visit their website, you can spend a lot of time on their main site, their sub-site they've got. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to Materially Put. We've talked about their Topical Tuesdays, which is a great uh, webinar series that they record and put up there for you. And you can subscribe, get that tough word out of my mouth there, to their, their service. Have I uh, said it about right, you two? I can think of two things, Tom, to add. Okay. We do a so-called newsletter and we do it each weekend, and it's an opt-in opportunity. Uh, people seem to love it. We have a great following, and we always have something from the two of us that's very topical uh, about uh, retailing, what's going on, how to survive, how to do better, how to raise sales, whatever. 
And we always have uh, things that come out of the Retail Owners Institute website so that it can remind people if they have a question uh, that comes up. It's in the newsletter, and, and we, we ha people love it. it. It's called the ROI News, but that's kind of a that's a misnomer, really, because it's not a newsletter in the sense of a lot of breaking news or you know the latest deals or anything like that. It's more of a user's guide to the ROI site and a reminder of all the resources that are there and whatever Topical Tuesday webinar is available for people to come and listen to throughout an entire week. Everybody who subscribes to the ROI News gets free access to that week's Topical Tuesday webinar. And the so, second thing I want to mention, we touched on earlier about inventory control. The difference between retailing, a retailer, retail business, and other businesses is retailers have inventory. And they love to buy it. They love to surround themselves with it. And they don't love to pay for it, but they love to buy it. They love to go to shows. And they and also fall in love with it, too, and, and won't mark it down in any real way. They fall in love with it, thinking it will sit here for years, but the right customer will eventually show up who, who wants right. this product. Right, then they're reluctant to take markdowns like they should. Anyway, we teach that, that open to buy control inventory is simply a four-part formula. Four-part formula. Sales plus any inventory minus the inventory equals purchases. And then... From that basic four-part formula, we teach so everybody can do it with a pencil, everybody can understand it, people can teach it. We want all owners to be able to teach their people about Open to Buy. And all that is on the Open to Buy Center. So, and on the ROI site. All of that stuff is on the R The ROI site is, is kind of like a giant library. It's like walking into a library and there's all kinds of resources there. and. It, it just depends on what your particular issue is as to which part of the library you're going to want to delve into. Uh, and there's no novels on your library. It's all stuff written for those who are listening tonight. It's books that are, you know, it's calling it books, just for us who do what we do. Right. Exactly. No, no Tom Clancy, no Sue Grafton, John Grisham. None of that. None of that. None of that. But with all the books that's the stuff that you have up there, the neat part of it is is that when you get to a point with them, you come to the aspect where you could say it, the last part of it reads, and they lived happily ever after and made good money at what they did. Well, and they had fun. And they had fun. <laughs> they loved doing what they were doing, which is why people go into retail, as you say. They love the merchandise or they love the people who buy the merchandise. And they want to have fun. And we know for a fact that we've helped all, millions of people have more fun because that site's been up there for more than 15 years. Millions? A quarter of million retailers use it every year. There's nothing like being empowered. There is nothing like being empowered. I, I just, I've always thought of the ROI as, remember those ads we used to see a long time ago about uh, the bully kicking sand into the face of the 99-pound weakling on the beach. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, that's how bankers and accountants and credit departments have treated retailers all this time. They just, you know, kick sand on them. And this is a way to 
stand up to the bullies, you know, and that's what we're doing is we're empowering people and, you know, I can say this, if a girl can do it, you know, anybody can do it. Now, you guys can't say that, but I can say that, so... You know, that's, that's, uh, it's really cool. Well, let me do this one. Let me give you about uh, two and a half minutes. Uh, an item we have not discussed tonight, but you have information on the site, and you guys talk a lot about this. Let's, uh, let's get close to where we do the sign-off with you uh, talking about cash flow. Cash flow. Who cares about cash, you know? <laughs> doesn't everybody have enough cash? Cash flow is a three-part formula. If you if you listen, if you go to the web go to a lot of places, it looks very confusing. We take all the confusing out of it, and the Retailers Institute teaches it very simply. In fact, we have several calculators that do it for you. That it's a basically a three-part formula: cash coming in. By the month ahead of time, always looking ahead. Cash come in roughly from sales coming in. The next part is cash going out. Look, how does cash go out of a retail business? Fast, fast. That's how cash goes out. <laughs> it goes out basically two ways. It goes out to pay expenses of operation like payroll and advertising and rent, blah 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 blah, and it goes out for paying for inventory. And you have an estimate of what that cash going out each month is, right? September, October, November, December, January. And the third part, again, these are all guesstimates. They're all estimates, but no problem. Then you subtract the cash going out from the cash coming in for the month of September. And that difference is cash flow. Okay, so you subtract one from that. Let's say when it actually happens in September, you're three thousand dollars off. But you put down fifty thousand dollars. The three thousand. So what? The point is close counts. But doing the cash flow is the way people can sleep at night. And Every retailer should be carrying with them all the time, like on the back of an envelope, a rough idea of their cash flow for the upcoming three, four months. Is it going to be exactly right? No. But boy, does it help. An, an estimate is certainly worth a great deal of peace of mind. Is that what you wanted? It's... I guess you would say like going to a grocery store. You, know, you don't walk in the grocery store and just pick up all the stuff and get to the counter and then see if you got money. You can't you count along the way what you anticipate. Same thing with the business. You, just, you don't print the money. You've got to look ahead and plan. Uh, for lack of a better description, I look at a cash flow plan and say, to me, it's like reading the income statement of the future. When you do it right, you could know today how much money is sitting in your checking account and how much inventory is in your business 12 months from today. 
Unfortunately, many people have no idea what's going to happen in their business by the end of August. And it's like, folks, is that any way to run your life? Is running fear, kind of like what you were talking about at the first program? Just doesn't make sense. Let me interrupt so, for a second. Everybody, everybody that can hear our voices, everybody drives a car. Everybody, everybody hearing our voices drives a car. And they drive the car sometimes at night. They drive a car at night. And everybody listening to our voice, when they drive the car at night, they will have pulled the headlights on. They would have turned the headlights on. Nobody would drive a car at night without the headlights on. But the car will go. The car It'll will go. go. It'll, you can drive down the freeway 60, 70 miles an hour without the headlights on. It'll, it'll go. So all we're teaching is that the owners of retail businesses, you need to pull your headlights on. You need to look ahead. Everything on this site has to do with projections. It all comes back to what's coming up. Do I need to make any changes? Turn on your financial headlights. Yep. Well <clears throat> said. So, folks, I'm going to tell you, tonight's program, E-Retailer Conversation, August 17, 2017. Our guest, Pat Johnson, Dick Outcalt, co-founders, Retail Owner Institute out of Seattle, Washington. Visit, sign up for the newsletter, make sure that you read the thing you definitely want to take and visit the site a whole lot. Look at them, I and you could spend a lot, a lot of hours going around the site. Go pick up the numbers like they suggested, the numbers that give you comparisons for your specific niche and go for the five years. You need help with stuff like this? Here's how you find them. 206-623-3973. Or you can write them. OJ, like orange juice, OJ, at retailowner.com. But by all means, take and learn from tonight's visit that we had with them and master this stuff. You will be glad you have. And with that being said, Pat and Dick, thank you. Thank you that you would give me an hour to, uh, to share with uh, our listeners. We appreciate because... Like I said, wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience, kind of you that you would share it. Thanks very much, Tom. Tom, you're a pro, and independent retailers, whoever hear your voice, really should be honored that you help everybody you possibly can. You're a real pro. Thanks for including us. Thanks very much. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you in September. For the next program with Michael Castle Management. It's been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests again next month for e-retailer conversations right here on PBN, the Profitable Business Network.